0: you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on I Work For Him, we try to take a different approach to to helping us all understand the way our faith is incorporated into our workplace. And today, we've got author and speaker Dr. Jim Harris with us from toahigherlevel.com. That's toahigherlevel.com. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks,
1: Jim. It's great to be back.
0: You know, on this beautiful rainy day here in Florida, as they are most of the time during the summer, uh, we, again, are celebrating the fact that uh, you and I have been on the air together dozens of times. Okay, maybe not dozens. Okay, almost a half a dozen times. And every time we get into a pretty fast-moving conversation on, on the connection between our faith and our workplace. Why don't you start off, though, just telling us today, Jim, as the as the president CEO of toahigherlevel.com, how is Christ working in your life today?
1: In a huge way. Just a few months ago, in the midst of writing my 14th book, he said, stop that, and I want you to write another book. That book is now at the printer. It's going to be released internationally in September, and it's already, Jim, of all the books that I've written, and I've been blessed with Fortune Magazine Best Business Books, American Management Association Spring Selections, and on and on, this is the most anticipated book I've ever written. And so I'm very excited to be rolling it out at a National Christian Business Conference, FCCI, in September. And that's one of the biggest ways he's working in my business. But every day, every day, the Spirit prompts me to do things that I really wasn't asking him to do years ago.
0: You know, I got to read the preview copy of your Our Unfair Advantage book, and I'm excited to see the rollout of that. I mean, it is, and we're going to have a, we're going to have a, when you roll this thing out in the fall, after you get past the FCCI conference, I want another show dedicated to that book. Because as we did a, a show earlier this year on just your little blog article, it, it is fascinating when you actually start to really, in a proactive way, uh, find ways to incorporate the Holy Spirit into our work lives. And, and, and instead of ignoring the Holy Spirit, incorporating the Holy Spirit in our work lives, our true unfair competitive advantage. I'm very excited about that.
1: Me too. I'd love to be back with you, but let's get into today's program.
0: Wow, fine. Okay, fine. Just who's, like move, who's moving? Who on here? Wait a minute now. Hey, <laughs> Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church body, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of of Christ, today. Today we're talking about this blog article that that you wrote. The four things that pastors need to know the business that pastors need to know about business people. Sorry, I apologize. I got that thing backwards in my head. But before we get to, that, I really think people because we're introducing you to this new audience here on Faith Talk five seventy and nine ten. I, I people just just give a, a a little background on how you came to Christ.
1: Um. Typical teenager, 13 years old, the Lord worked in my heart. I said, I think I need to be saved. Walked into the pastor's office, my father and I talked to uh, the pastor, bowed my head and accepted Christ right there, got baptized the next Sunday. So it was very, very typical of teenagers getting saved.
0: But it's been smooth sailing ever since, right?
1: Oh, no. No, 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 no. I will say this, when I came out of the baptismal pool, I felt like I was floating on a cloud. I got a sense. God gave me a taste, I believe, of what it's like to be sinless. I felt literally I could walk on clouds. But unfortunately, like a lot of folks um, that may be listening, I I let the world get in my way. And for about 20 years, Jim, I walked away. I was not faithful in church. I was not faithful in my study or my worship. But then God brought me back, and from that time, he has just been gracious and blessed me with family and business and opportunities. He's been overwhelmingly good once I got back on track.
0: All right, when we come back from the break, I really want the audience to hear your business background because you've got a really cool, intense business background and and how the Lord moved you from doing a consultancy with huge businesses to being the CEO of toahigherlevel.com. All right, we're talking about the four things business people need from pastors, and it's an unusual conversation because most business people don't think they need anything from pastors. Jim, welcome back. Thank you, Jim. So before we get into that conversation, just a little bit of background on your business uh, expertise, because you used to do huge, mongous uh, consulting for monster big companies, and then God moved you into to a higher level. Why don't you explain a little bit of your background to say why you're a leader?
1: Well, Clearwater Tampa launched me into a lot of my own consulting. I was at the headquarters of the Eckerd Drug Company, right there on Brian Dairy. For five years, I was able to helped lead the executive and leadership development function of that company. We were 40,000 employees then, $5 billion in sales, Fortune 250 size. I decided to step out on my own, and from that started writing books and speaking, and uh, the Lord blessed me. The Lord blessed me, and I was able to get on my portfolio companies like Walmart, IBM, Best Buy, Verizon, um, and Johnson & Johnson, and many others. So I spoke at a lot of leadership conferences for 15, 20 years, did some consulting with Inc. 500, fast-growth companies, and the like. Then five years ago, everything dried up, Jim, but just my, my business dried up. I, I didn't have anything fresh to say. My speaking wasn't going well, and the Lord was taking me through what I call a professional desert where it was dry. I wasn't sure what to do, and he He, he really He forced me to get on my face, get some rug time, and literally move from being of uh, being secular based to spiritually based in my business work, so it was a move of the Lord. I learned, I believe, what it means now to uh, to be fully committed to the Lord. In um, fact, my phrase is whatever, wherever. And now through that, that's what birthed to a higher level, where we focus on two percenters in the marketplace. We help leaders and leadership teams, and speak at conferences on biblical principles of leadership and business for men and women who want to glorify God in the marketplace. So that's where I'm fully committed.
0: All right, let's explain that two-percenters comment, because not everybody's heard that before
1: from you. Well, it's a phrase that I've come up with. The Lord gave me two-percenters, and two-percenters simply means this. Men and and or women that are in a for-profit, privately held, biblically-based firm. For-profit, privately held, biblically-based. Of the 4.1 million firms, roughly... That are less than 500 employees across the United States. Um, I would estimate, and the Lord gave me, 2% of those would be ones that would have men and women like you and me that really want to do their business to glorify God. 2% of 4.1 million is 88,500 companies. So my target market is helping connect to those 88,500 companies that really want to do their work to glorify God. So that's my phrase. My target market is two percenters.
0: And what we want is I want the other 150 million employees and those 88,500 business owners all to be listeners to work for so we could just challenge people to look at their faith as it applies to the workplace and to inter- intertwine those things so that people don't live a different life on Sunday than they do on Monday. All right, so Jim, it's time for a book highlight segment, and you've written so many books, but I'm going to highlight your last big bestseller that you wrote, The Impactor.
1: It is a parable. It's a story that's been a, it's an accumulation of all the years of my consulting and executive coaching on what I've seen the best of the best do in terms of living, not just quoting scripture, scripture but living biblical principles in the marketplace, and it tells a story about how one man impacts his employees and his community on four leadership virtues, character, competence, courage, and commitment, how those four are connected and related. And you need all four virtues to really put biblical principles into practice.
0: It is a fantastic book. I have given away So many copies within our Business His Way group and other people related to that. It is a fantastic book. You've got an opportunity right now to call in and get your free copy. We're giving away one today, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Dr. Jim Harris. We just gave away a book. Nobody's called in just yet. If you want to call in right now, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, and get your copy of The Impactor, a great book read for anybody who wants to see their faith and how we can impact their workplace. All right, Jim, I've done enough of that back-off stuff. You, you, you've got this great book coming up. Background stuff is all done. you got this great book coming up in the fall, Our Unfair Comp- competitive advantage is that what the actual title is going to be or, or our unfair
1: advantage right. unleash the power of the holy spirit in your business
0: i love and do, do all books today have to have a clarifying statement after the title
1: uh, sometimes i felt this one needed it okay all right, it's a great it really, one it really speaks to two percenters if i just said our unfair advantage oh okay what is that but then when you read the subtitle Unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in your business. Now we're getting into, oh, okay, I'm a believer in business. How do I do that? That's what this book is. It's a how-to.
0: It's gonna. It's great. It has so much practical information, and I can't wait to have that come out. All right, so you wrote a blog article in late June entitled, Four Things Business People Need from Their Pastors. So what prompted you to write this
1: article? Over my years, and perhaps you've seen it too, Jim, in fact, I, I coach. Pastors, I, um, executive coach. I've spoken. I've I've preached sermons. I've been under very many good, good pastors. But I've noticed, even in the conferences I go to, a lot of pastors just don't connect well with the business folks. Uh, Some have never been in business, or at least they've had only short time frames, so they really don't know how to talk the talk. They really don't understand a lot of the issues and the pressures that we face as business people and I just wanted to start the dialogue to give readers a chance on how they can better connect with their pastors instead of waiting for their pastors to come to them.
0: Yeah, and, and it does seem to be a very common struggle where uh, pastors who haven't had the opportunity to have any kind of business exposure, they, it, it seems like there's a, a an appearance where the pastors look at business people as strictly just, hey, somebody that can write me a check or somebody that can be on a board, but I just want their money. Uh, and, and I know that that's not the truth, but that's what it appears. There, there appears to be a real tension between business people and pastors sometimes
1: in fact i wrote i wrote another blog on that on that sunday money divide as as a matter of fact just a, about a month ago and it it's underlying it's there but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be i don't speak on things that i don't know a lot about because i don't know a lot about them neither do pastors so we can't blame them for that they are called of god for their mission and it may not be that they can articulate a P&L like we can. So that, that's something we can help them with to learn how to better connect with us. And when you make that connection, When pastors make that connection, but it's got to start with the business people going to the pastor, then you can see some revelation and some great things happen between not only other business people, but also within the church itself.
0: And I like that approach, us going to the pastors. And really, there's so many pastors out there that just need encouragement from the people within their congregation. This is a great way to do that, just a great way to do that. For more information on the upcoming 2016 Cruise your way to a better marriage retreat. Go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the Cruise tab. In fact, Jim Harris is joining us today from toohigherlevel.com. Jim, that would be a great opportunity for you and your bride to get away. Because you know when you're on that cruise your way to a better marriage retreat, the internet doesn't work, the cell phones don't work. There's no distractions. It's just awesome just to get away. You should consider it.
1: How can we live without facebook
0: and twitter <laughs> it is the existence that man was made to have <laughs> there is no question all right we're talking today with dr jim harris who is the ceo president super guy of to a higher level dot com that's to a higher level dot com I've known Jim now just a little, almost, almost three years. He is an expert in really just all different kinds of leadership principles, but he really likes to focus his ministry on working with those two percenters, those two percent of Christian business owners who want to connect their faith to their workplace, and they de- deeply desire to know how to do it. And so today we're talking about a blog that he wrote in late June, and the t- it was titled The Four Things Business People Need to from pastors. So we're speaking to pastors, we're really speaking to business people, because as we said right before the break, Jim, business people need to talk to their pastors.
1: Absolutely. And this, is, uh, and this was an attempt, and I know that I got from my feedback from my blog readers and just emails that this helped spark conversation. And that's exactly the intent of that particular blog.
0: All right, well, let's start talking about these individual points and see where it takes us from there. All right, you said the first things the first thing well the first first thing we need to talk to our pastors about, the first thing we need from our pastors is education. So why don't you explain
1: that? Well, education really focuses on the what what we need as business owners and business believers is to learn what the word says about kingdom business. I mean, what does a kingdom business look like? You know, what does it mean to be a kingdom employee what what does what what does it mean for me to be to be in the marketplace and being a kingdom employed to the men and women around and even just biblical principles that can relate to business in any way we just need to be educated so many of us really don't know what all that means and who who could be better than then to help us understand that would be pastors who know the Word.
0: Well, and I think, honestly, you probably have 98% of my listeners are going, what is he talking about? Because Jesus did a really good job of saying, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like, kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom is like. He, he went on and on and on to describe the kingdom. And yet today in churches, we don't hear a lot about the kingdom. I know in the churches that I have gone, I, I've had to read about it in other places to understand Wow, I just never understood that God intended to set up his kingdom here, that what Jesus was talking about was setting up his kingdom here. And what is that like? So why don't, why don't we just break this down just a little bit, because in order to understand what a kingdom business looks like, we need to understand w- what's the whole idea behind the kingdom.
1: Well, as on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Okay, let's explain it, though, Jim, a little bit more than that.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> What we need to grasp as business people that can help us in business and our pastors are equipped, they're called to do that, is to answer that very question, what I just said. How can we bring heaven to earth through our business? We see throughout the, the New Testament, and you mentioned Jesus as a perfect example, realize that Jesus was an entrepreneur five times longer than he was in ministry. He was an entrepreneur 18, 19 years in ministry, three. So he was a businessman. He understood what was going on. He, he was a carpenter. So he was actually in the marketplace. And I believe that's why the vast majority of the parables that he told was in the marketplace where people were working, interacting, trading, et cetera. And so from a pastor's perspective, he, or, he can help bring to us the underlying spiritual principles behind that particular parable, that particular story, and begin the education process on how we then can align that within our business.
0: All right, so, I mean, really, and this is one of those spiritual concepts that it's so simple, it's so complex. Uh, Because really what, what God intended was for the body of Christ, the church, not the buildings, but the church, to bring about renewal and restoration to all of the earth. Jesus came to, to restore all things, not to just restore some things. He came to restore all things. And, and really, that's what you're talking about. We're talking about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth so that people in their interaction within the body of Christ will actually experience that, and we will start to impact culture because of the incredible experience of people experiencing the kingdom of God here. So. Exactly. How do do do, am I summarizing that? Okay with what you're? I mean, you're away. You've got a doctorate. I don't. So,
1: but but not in theology.
0: No, but that's okay because it's still you have a doctorate. Nobody knew that until you just said that now. All right, but and you've also written fourteen books. All right, so but so then let's take that concept then and apply it to a business, a kingdom business. What does a kingdom business look like? Because you're saying we need to help pastors. We're asking pastors to tell us, but. Really, they need to understand business. Some of them do. Some of them do not. But how do we—let's talk about it right now. What is exactly—what does a kingdom business look like?
1: Well, a kingdom business glorifies God, puts God first. Um, Obviously, a kingdom business is built upon biblical principles, would not do anything intentionally that would go against the Word or the Holy Spirit leading us. And some of the fruits of the Spirit, just like Galatians 5 would say, as you're leading this business, what you will see evidence is love and long-suffering and patience. You will begin to see these manifestations instead of pressures and being pressure-led and head-led and, you know, and just idea-led. What we're looking at is what we can do to manifest those types of behaviors and outcomes within the workplace. Why just have those on Sunday morning?
0: All right, so if that's what it means to have a kingdom business, then being a kingdom employee really is putting those same things into action. Maybe you're not the owner, but you can be that best employee possible. I mean, you can be the abs- I mean, really, a Christ follower in the in workplace should be the example of what a perfect employee looks like. They should be the one setting the standard for behavior and character and work ethic.
1: And that goes back to the impactor book, Character and Competence and Courage and Commitment. Those types of leadership virtues are the ones that we should be living out in the marketplace, whether we're a part-time receptionist or the CEO of a small business. That's absolutely right.
0: And I and I love to take it outside because we got a lot of people in Florida. You're up there in the Panhandle, and I'm way down here in Tampa Bay. But there's a lot of people that work outside each and every day, and everything that we do, it doesn't matter what we do, we can give gl- God glory with what we do. Whether we're digging ditches, running pipe, you know, running power lines that have been blown down by you know storms or lightning, it doesn't matter. Everything we can do, we can do with excellence and bring glory to God.
1: Well, you hit the one key word that to me is the most frustrating thing about most Christian businesses even well-intentioned businesses, we should be foremost, our brand as a believer in business should be excellence, period, nothing else. We should do everything with excellence. And if we can't provide a service or a product with excellence, we should not be providing it. We should never be providing second-rate service second-rate products. We should never tolerate second-rate employees. We Everything about us should wreak excellence.
0: And, and in that, that education point where you say saying that the business people need from pastors to be educated, but the key biblical leadership and biz, biblical business Principles; those are things that a Christian business owner, a Christ-following business owner, can study and actually get those books. And maybe if they don't have the perspective, they can get them from their pastor, get the perspective on. But there's so many great books out there to help understand that that component and connecting the biblical worldview into our workplace and to get a biblical. I mean, there's so much about business in the Bible, uh, but just it, it takes time to study it. It's like it's, it's like Buck Jacobs says, "Hey, we have a 23-hour day. The first hour belongs to the Lord. We need to be." Spent it with
1: them. That's right. And, you know, this education step, which is the first step before I suggest, is really a two-way street. Most pastors don't even know what's out there in terms of Christian business CEO forums, or Christian con- business conferences, or these books, or these resources. It's a two-way street. We can go to our pastor and say, "Here's something that's in the marketplace now. Does that does that align with Scripture education?"
0: That's a good one. It doesn't align with Scripture. There's so much stuff out there. Are we going to move on to the next point? You, you, we got you guys listening out there. You got to listen faster. Okay. So the first one we need education. Christian business owners really and employees. We all need to be educated on exactly what does it mean to be a Kingdom employee and a Kingdom business. Second one is application. The how. Explain it. Well, get started. We're almost up to a break, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, it's how, how do we do that? It could very well be, and it's happened with me before, going to my pastor and saying, here's, what, here's, a, here's a biblical principle that I'd like to apply better in the workplace. Can you help me break it down? Can you help me pray it through? Can you advise me and coach me and counsel me to make sure I'm not missing something that's obvious? So help me learn how to better apply. How do I know if I'm on track or off track with realizing the fruits of the Spirit? We mentioned that earlier. Or I mean, what are some ways, Pastor, that you can suggest to me that I can encourage others, even non-believers? To work with more excellence as God has called us to, it's a conversation.
0: Doctor Harris, we've been talking about those those things, and really, what when you look at this list as we start off, it's really encouragement that are as business people we really just need to be better equipped as we head into the ministry, which is what we call our business. And right. and, and the first piece you said okay was education, really just learning how to apply the scriptures. To running a kingdom business, to being a kingdom employee, and, and and really finding those great books on that will encourage us. Really, the, the scriptures have a ton to say about great leadership. But there's a lot of people have written authors, guys like John Maxwell, and on and on and on. Well, a guy named Jim Harris has written a lot of books on great leadership too. Uh, and how do we can apply the scriptures to what we do each and every day? So, but the next thing then is application, the how to. How do you, how does a pastor help? business people, if a pastor hasn't been a business person, how does the pastor help the business person apply the scriptures to the workplace?
1: Well, if you if a pastor has any number of staff himself, he's managed people. It may not be in a for-profit, privately held environment, but he's had to manage people. So he has experience on when his folks have been on track or off track, on how he gets his people aligned or get them back to being aligned, and that sometimes it's no different than what we need to learn and do in the marketplace. You know, um, some of the questions that that I help um, help leaders work through in terms of the application is just simply ask questions like, well how's it going? Is it going the way that you thought it was going to go? Are you at peace with what you're doing? Mm. If you're trying to apply something that you do not have peace on, it's likely that the Holy Spirit is saying to you, "Eh, that's not quite right. You might want to relook it. So are you at peace with it? Um, uh, Do you need more patience? Sometimes we entrepreneurs, Jim, you know, we're kind of um, a little bit aggressive sometimes. Speaking of that, we need to
0: move on. Oh, just kidding.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes (laughs) our our own, uh, one of our strengths as a business person, of you know, get her done. Sometimes gets in the way. Sometimes we need to be a little bit more long-suffering, a little bit more patient. And one of the big questions that I like to ask in my analysis and helping others in applying biblical principles is, do you have other two percenters that report to you, other men and women who want to glorify God? And are they aligned? Are they happy? Are they engaged? Do they get it? If they're not in a line, there's no way the non believers are going to be aligned. And so those are some of the ways that we can kind of give a pulse. Are we on track? or off-track.
0: Well, and, and that's what I like, the on-track and off-track thing. I, one of the things that I that we didn't bring up yet is that a lot of times if we have a, a um, an elder in our lives or a trusted advisor where a pastor could serve this position within a business person's life, is that just because a pastor doesn't know business, because they haven't been in business, yes, they may have managed people, but they're not an entrepreneur or don't have an entrepreneurial spirit, unless, of course, they launch the church, then they do, uh, is that uh, the best advice can often come from people that don't have a jaded perspective because they've been there, done that. That they actually truly have to rely on the Holy Spirit. So, in order, you know, business person comes to the pastor with a business issue, and the pastor goes, "Well, I don't know because I've never been in business, but let me pray about that and let me ask you some questions." And, and, and the Holy Spirit can really guide him because he doesn't have a preconceived notion with an answer that's already there because he hasn't done it before. So it makes him that's right. much more thoughtful. I, I actually like that. That's actually pretty interesting.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, so the moving on then. Your next point is connection, and I love this because pastors know all the people in their congregations, and they know. I mean, well, maybe they don't know all of them, but they know a lot of them. Depends on the size of the congregation, and if they have pastors underneath them, associate pastors. A lot of times they'll know those people. So, talk to me about how connection fits into this. These four things that business people need from their pastors.
1: Well, this, the connection naturally builds from the education. The education focuses on the what. You know, what are the principles? The application is the how. How do we apply them? And then the connection it really focuses on the who. Who do we need to get aligned, involved? How can we? How can we as business owners better connect with our pastors and the men and, and the men and women that they know? And when you think about it, you know, all pastors have favorite hobbies they have things they like to do some some like to golf some like to hunt some like to fish whatever it is they know people in a variety of activities that maybe you're not even associated with they can help you jim and help me connect with men and women i would have never known that may be other like-minded two-percenters, and then together we're starting to build a community of other two-percenter business members.
0: And what's really cool is if you've got a pastor that thinks outside of the box and this pastor is connected to other pastors, maybe in your church community, your church body, there isn't somebody that is the exact connection the pastor needs to make. But he makes a call to his buddy that's a pastor at another church, and that pastor may know somebody, and then it builds the community of uh, the, the Church of Christ outside of the walls of the church building. Uh, because networking is a powerful thing for encouragement, for application, for, hey, how have you done this in the past? How have you done this? I mean, most of the guys that I have as trusted advisors are not from my church.
1: I, and that, that's probably a good thing, because then you can have a little bit more transparency, a little bit more privacy, having a confidence that it may not be spread around to other church members when you may have something that's rather sensitive you need to talk about in your business. I think that's that's good advice. And also, there are so many fine Christian business mentoring groups out there that are in the Tampa Bay area and other areas. It takes just a little bit of research to find some of these, um, if you don't wish to go to one of those in a more formal way, you can create informal networks of mentors and business coaches or just Saturday morning breakfast groups where you get together and discuss business.
0: Yeah, and if anybody needs to w- know about one of the ones that's going on here in Tampa Bay, all they got to do is email me, jim at com. That's jim at iwork, the number for him.com. There are dozens of fantastic groups within churches, parent church ministries all over Tampa Bay. There are some
1: fantastic groups. Let right. me share a little. May I share a quick story, Jim? Sure, go ahead. Um, I was spoke just a couple of weeks ago at a very large, very finely run um, church affiliation group at their annual leadership meeting. I'm, at, I'm being asked to roll out a business as mission focus for the entire church network of about 30 churches. All right, let's just stop there for and a second, my,
0: because you need to, not everybody understands business as mission versus workplace ministry. Just take two seconds aside, explain business as mission.
1: Basically what we're talking about this is really the same thing. They call it business as mission. What we can do, what we can do in churches to help better connect businesses together and helping people understand business as a mission. That's exactly what you do on your show. And here is what fascinatingly, I learned. I asked the pastors in these, in these conference breakouts, I asked them, how many of you have ever heard of, and I listed several of those marketplace ministries that are for business people? Of all the pastors in the room, maybe two held up their hands. I asked them, how many of you are familiar with marketplace chaplain services? Not a one of them. They just don't know. They aren't aware of these things. So it's really a way to connect back to them, letting them know this stuff exists, and then that can connect the pastor to get excited about sharing that kind of information with the entire congregation.
0: All right, so how do we get in front of pastors in Tampa Bay? Well, We've got to do that because there's so many great resources out there for the people in their church body that they participate in. They don't need to be resource-less. They need to, I mean, we could overwhelm them with information because there's so many great groups out there. How do we get this message in front of pastors?
1: A congregational business person needs to call the pastor and say, can I take you to lunch? I've got some things that I think that will help our church and help other business people in the church. Do you think the pastor would listen to
0: that? Well, if the, if the business person buying lunch, yes, I think the pastor
1: is listening. Nah. Well, Well, of course they should. We should take care of our pastors. We we absolutely absolutely should.
0: All right, so one of the things that business people need from pastors is education. How do I do this? How do I connect my faith to my business? If I'm an employee, how do I connect my faith to how I do my job each and every day? The second thing is, and really it's education. What does it look like? Then it's the how do I do it? But the other role from a pastor's is this connection role, connecting like-minded two-percenters, those people who really want to connect their faith into their workplace, Having pastors make that connection. Hey, I sat down with Bob the other day. He was expressing the same things. Jim, you two need to get together and talk. You guys are like minded. It's what you're doing, and and because uh, the pastors often meet with people one on one, he gets to hear their stories, and it's that's a huge thing. So education, application, and connection. But you've got the fourth the fourth point: manifestation, which is one of those words where not everybody understands that. So go ahead and explain it.
1: Manifestation is simply this letting the holy spirit unleashing the holy spirit at work believers have the holy spirit inside of us oh the believers have it we have within us the potential to allow the holy spirit to do his thing within the marketplace so that we can really make an impact for the kingdom not just only through salvations it goes far beyond that but creating that kind of workplace to where the Spirit of God is actually alive and well and moving.
0: You know, and what you're talking about there is, you're talking about allowing, asking the Holy Spirit to, the power to get released in a workplace. Really, we need to start in that church place. Because a lot of churches out there have kept the Holy Spirit in a box and said, "Okay, hey, I, I, we're okay with the Father, we're okay with the Son, but the Holy Spirit freaks us out." So because of that, we're really not going to talk about it much. Because when the Holy Spirit goes crazy, you know, people start to do amazing things and they don't understand it and it and it's intimidating. And you're talking about doing that in workplaces, and that's what I love about your book, which I don't want to give away too much, you know, because I've read it already. But this Holy Spirit within the workplace—that's a real stretch for people because we don't get a lot of training for those of us in the mainline evangelical churches, we don't get a lot of training on how to take advantage of the Holy Spirit that's living in us that has the knowledge of the entire kingdom inside.
1: Without getting into a theological discussion, most mainline evangelical churches primarily focus on praise God the Holy Spirit as you get out of jail free card. Absolutely. It starts there. But there is so much more available that the power of the Holy Spirit can work in us, through us, around us, to not only, once again, we can come right back to Galatians 5, to see those types of fruit within the marketplace and so many other things, that just, just to see the power of God moving in a business in mighty ways. Um, I, the, the last parable in Matthew recorded before going to the upper room, at least what Matthew was was recording was the parable of the talents. It was a marketplace parable on business people who doubled their profit that's a manifestation of the power of the spirit by being able to take with what God has given you to use it in a mighty way to his glorification that's a manifestation right there so yes, there's so much available, and the book that's coming out in the fall focuses specifically on that. But we should not be afraid of letting the Holy Spirit come alive in our in our workplace.
0: No, what's amazing is when you do a lot, when, when you just focus on your sensitivity, I, and I focus on, Lord, help me to see where you're working, help me to hear yeah. what you're saying, and to be obedient to what you direct me to do, and to really, when when you can look at people and say, and hear the Lord go, they're hurting today, you need to reach out to them to be able to do those things. Those are the things that revolutionize the marketplace when you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your paths from, from from conversation to conversation, whether you're in sales, whether you're managing or whatever it may be. It's amazing. We're talking about really, hey, approach your pastor and say, you know what? I could use some of your help. I could use some advice. I could use some direction on how to connect my faith to my workplace. And if you said that to a pastor, after they've fallen to their feet and off their chair, they're going to go, that's fantastic. I'd love to be able to help you. Dr. Jim Harris, just give us a summary of where we've been today with this conversation.
1: Well, I would suggest to all the listeners that it's up to us as business people to approach the pastors. They're probably not going to approach us. And I suggest we approach them with four things in mind. Number one, education. Pastor, I'd like to learn what are those key principles that I should be applying in my business. Number two, how can I better apply them? Here's what I'm trying to do. Do you have any advice on how it might be better to apply them? Number three, the connection. Who do you know in business, Pastor? And who can I connect to? How can we begin a connection network of like-minded believers in business that we can help each other do more for the kingdom through our business? And finally, Pastors, I really want to see God's spirit working in our in our in our buildings, through our people, through the way that I coach and that I lead. Can you help me understand the manifestations of the Spirit and what I can do to be more sensitive to how God might be moving among my people?
0: Dr. Jim Harris with toahigherlevel.com, toahigherlevel.com. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. It was fantastic having you back.
1: Thanks, Jim. You have a great evening, brother.
0: You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.